0: This is the Complete Shooter Podcast with your hosts, Jesse Armistead, and the founder of Complete Shooter himself, Kirk Miles. Complete Shooter is dedicated to helping young players reach the next level and achieve all of their basketball dreams. So if you want to know what it takes to be a great player at the high school, college, and professional level, you are in the right place. Welcome to the first episode of the Complete Shooter Podcast. Um, We've been wanting to get this going for a while, and we're excited to, to finally get moving on it. Um, My name is Jesse Armistead. I'm a trainer with Complete Shooter. I've been here about three years, and here with me I have Kirk Miles. He's the founder of Complete Shooter, and so it's mostly going to be us. We're going to bring in some interviews as well, Um, some people that have trained with us, some of our trainers, and some of the pro guys that we were able to help um, reach the next level. So that's kind of how this podcast is going to work, and our main, main goal is to help kids know what they need to do to train better and ultimately reach their basketball goals, whether that's playing at the high school level, college, or pro level. And so that's kind of our our mission here. So welcome Kirk, glad to have you here. Good to be here, thanks for doing this. Yep, so we're we're really excited. So um, this very first episode we're just gonna talk about kind of what Complete Shooter is, where we started, where we are now, and kind of where we're planning to go in the future. And so um,
1: Kirk started Complete Shooter, how long ago did it start? Uh, we started it in 2008, as far as just um, making decisions and mentally figuring out what we're going to do. The you know before you start anything, you got to you know you've got to have mental thoughts into it. And so I've just been thinking about this for a long time. And so 2008 was when we first started formulating all of our plans to do completion. Crazy to think that was 13 years ago now. Yep. 13 so, years.
0: Yep. Crazy. Good. Crazy time. Time passes like crazy. Um. So we'll start kind of just what is Complete Shooter now, right? What is Complete Shooter's kind of mission statement and Complete Shooter's goal?
1: Yeah. So our our <laughs> thing is, uh, you know, we wanna we wanna help kids to be multi-dimensional. Um. You know, it's uh, Complete Shooter is all about uh, helping kids get better. And uh, we can take kids that, we want to take kids that are, you know, if they're at at any level, we'll take kids at any level. If they're poor, we'll help them first go from poor to fair. If they're fair, we'll help them go from fair to good. If they're good, we'll help them go from good to great. And if they're great, we'll help them go from great to awesome. So we've had kids, uh, typically our kids start when they're in the third grade and move all the way through high school as long as they play competitive basketball. And uh, so, you know, our, our mission is to, is to help kids get better, to improve their game. And, you know, the biggest thing I think I could say about our mission statement is that we want to build confidence in kids. Because if you have confidence on the court, confidence is everything. So, you know, that's probably the biggest part of our mission statement is to build confidence in kids. Awesome. Cool. And so what kind of training does Complete Shooter do? Is it group? Is it individual? Or is it like an AAU team? Yeah, we try to do, uh, we, I, when we started the company, I looked out there at what everybody else was doing. And uh, mostly what everybody was doing where they were starting clubs. They were, you know, doing a couple practices a week. They were doing some skills, you know, and then they were playing once or twice a week. And I didn't want to be like everybody else. You know, I've kind of lived by a saying that says, observe the masses and do the opposite. And so I wanted to be different. I wanted to um, uh, make an impact. And so a lot of trainers out there will put 10, 15, 20 kids in the gym, run them through some drills and send them home. And I didn't want to do that. Uh, Because you in, in group settings, you cannot get the results that you're after. So what we decided to do was do two forms of training, private or semi-private. So private, of course, one-on-one, semi-privates with two kids. And so that's mostly what we do. We do some group when it comes to ball handling and some skills because that can be handled in a group and be effective and kids can, kids can develop. But shooting and, and making moves to the basket and doing all those kind of things, it's it's really gotta be one-on-one or in a semi-private situation. Absolutely, so
0: um, in your opinion, what is the balance between kind of the training that Complete Shooter does and AAU, like AAU teams and
1: high school teams, what should be the balance there between those two? As far as practice and playing? Yep. Yeah. So I, I just feel like that there's way too much playing going on. You know, I, I talk to parents all the time, and there's parents that have got their kids doing uh, five games a week, six games a week. I mean, it's insane. And so I, I kind of feel like that the magic formula for, for growing and, and, and becoming great is playing at least twice a week, but then spending the rest of your time in individual improvement. Um, and the reason for that is because if you play all those games, you, you, how, many ti- how many times do you touch the ball 10, in a times, game? Maybe. You know, If you're the go-to guy, then you're going to touch it more than everybody else. But if you're not the go-to guy, then how many times do you touch it? What, 10, 15? And you got all kinds of different situations being thrown at you, and you don't have conditioned reflex yet, and so you you, you got to develop that conditioned reflex. And the only way to, to do that conditioned reflex is through individual improvement. So, you know, I think that you should do a, a basketball workout, you know, four to five times a week, you know, hit some practices with your team and play twice a week. Then the things that you're working on can be used in the game, right? You can focus on things. You can focus and say, okay, this week I'm working hard on going to the hole. So when I get in the game this week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the hole because I'm working on it, right? And that's really how you develop into a great player. Uh, it's way out of balance today, uh, don't you think? I mean, Absolutely. you know, kids are, kids are playing uh, five, six times a week, and they have no time for individual improvement, right? right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and they think, in their mind, they think that because they're playing four or five, six times a week, that now they're playing a lot. They don't even, they don't even need to do individual right. workouts. They don't even need to practice because they're already playing, Right. And so that is such a misnomer. That is such a. And, and kids that understand practice, individual workouts is more important than playing, those are the kids that excel when they play. You know, those are the go to kids. Yeah. yeah. Right. And everybody wants to be the go to kid, right? Yeah.
0: But you have to understand that the AU coaches, their job isn't to make you a go to kid, right? Their job is to get the whole team to work together and if that means you're a rebounding guy, then he's going to help you be a rebounding guy. So the only time you'll have to expand your role and try and get better in other areas is in the individual stuff. Yeah. And so, um,
1: yeah, coaches are about coaches are about identifying role players. Exactly. Right? And this is your role. In other words, stay in your lane. Yeah. This is your role. Let's get let's have you be the best yeah. rebounder in the country right Let, so stay in your lane so then you get put in a you get put in a uh, a little cubby hole of this is who you are exactly. right and then and then uh and so you can't ever get out of that cubby hole unless you do individual workouts right. work on your game improve so you can yeah. be the go-to guy and you see that a lot with
0: the kids that are like really tall growing up and so they play as a big man and they never learn guard skills. And then once they get to high school and they stop growing and everybody else gets bigger, they don't know how to play as a guard. And so they're just done for, right? And they get cut because they're not a good enough guard. That's
1: a, that's, a, that's a really good example because you got kids who play guard and then they hit a growth spurt and they get to be 6'2", 6'3", 6'5", 6'6", but they got all the guard skills. Yeah. Right, so it's benefiting them at the next level, okay. right? Or you are the tall kid, and then you don't keep growing, and then you're stuck, yep. right? Because there's two kinds of, there's two parts to the bat to, to basketball: your face in the basket, or your backs to the basket, yep. and they're totally two different games. Absolutely, right? Absolutely.
0: So, cool. And we'll we'll get into um, some more of that later. But um, this first episode, we really want to just. Um, Kind of let people know who we are and kind of let no, people know who kirk is and kind of where complete shooters started and so um, you mentioned you started in in 2008 so what were you doing before
1: right what was kind of the lead up into it and why why did you start it all right i've always been a i've always been a basketball guy you know basketball was my love uh, i practiced a lot as a kid I, I i remember when i was in seventh grade my My dad said he couldn't get me out practicing and so my dad i I loved i had a horse and i loved riding my horse and so my dad said to me hey if if you will practice 30 minutes a day for a month then i'll get you a really nice pair of cowboy boots and so that was my that was my first (laughs) introduction to individual workouts right and so and so I, I, uh, I did that. I, I went out and I shot and I practiced. I didn't have any kind of a practice plan. I wasn't practicing with a purpose or anything right. like that. I was just going out you and just, just shooting, right? Doing some ball handling, attacking the basket, just doing different things. But I did it every day. Um, like my dad challenged me, and at the end of 30 days, he took me and bought me a nice pair of Tony Llamas. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and so anyway, that started my uh, my kind of my real love for basketball. And uh, I had two older brothers; um, they were really good. And so I'd play one on one against them. And their goal we we played a twenty two by twos. There's no three point line back then, so um, we would we would play that. And then uh, their goal was to beat me twenty two to nothing whenever they played me. So if I could even score it was it was a good thing, right? But that was good for me. I mean, I cried many a days. I cried many a days, but but it was a, it, it was it really really helped me in the long run. So anyway, went on to play high school ball, um, and then uh, uh, when I went to get married, I, I was wanting to have my kids be involved in basketball. So I wanted to pick a career where I could control my schedule so that I could be involved with them as much as I wanted to be, you know, because I wanted to be able to coach my kids. Yeah. So I picked uh, uh, getting into financial services. So I did financial services for 30 years. So I had my insurance license, my, my investment licenses is uh, helping people. Uh, with their insurance needs and their investment needs. And and uh, I did that for 30 years. And it gave me a, a ability to be able to, you know, make enough money and uh, and not have to work a 40-hour work week and then give me the freedom so I could be at the games and be at practice and help my kids with individual improvement and all that kind of stuff. So I really picked my career based on being able to help my kids, right? So that I could, uh, and you know, uh, and we did that. I mean, our kids played more than 100 100 games a year uh, when they were growing up. It is, and um, you know, I remember our our most games we had in one week was uh, 27. We had all six of our kids playing at that time. And so between tournaments and leagues and everything that they're involved in, we had 27 games. And we, we kind of got caught up in that thing that you and I are talking yeah. about, playing you know, more games than we probably should have, right? And so I kind of backed off on that and then started doing more individual workouts yeah. with the kids. So, so that's kind of what I did before I got started with Complete Shooter. And then I was doing mortgages uh, also and then in 2008 the mortgage industry went in the toilet and so I uh, I told my wife I said uh, you know what I'm done with the rat race I, I don't I don't, I don't want to do this anymore I, I want to just go do what I love what I'm passionate about and basketball is what I'm passionate about so I want to go try to figure out how to make a living at basketball right. and so she'd been a stay-at-home. Uh, she'd been a stay-at-home mom for for 32 years at that time and so she uh, said well you know our youngest is in school so you know I'll go see what I can do to find a job and so she got a job and 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 put food on the table while I was trying to figure out what we're going to do with uh with basketball so that's kind of that's kind of So it's been a real, so to look at it now, 13 years later, it's, uh, you know, it just gives you a good feeling about, you know, and it takes teamwork in a family. My wife is, she's as important to this success that we've had as as I am, you know, because she's been there to support me and help me and push me and, you know, we've had down moments and she's been there to hug me and, you know all those moments, so. Same here, I wouldn't be
0: here without my wife either. She's working now too to help me get it going, so. And I know your wife,
1: she's very, very supportive.
0: Yep, very, very lucky, I'm very lucky. So, um, at that time when you decided to, that that was what you wanted to do full-time, were there a lot of other people doing that? Or was it kind of a, where did you kind of figure out how to structure it and make it into a full-time thing?
1: That took me a couple years uh, to put that together, um, and um, you know I was just really struggling with how to do it. I was watching what other people were doing. There was some there was some training out there. I couldn't find any actual, you know, uh, either self proclaimed or proclaimed shooting coaches. I couldn't, like, I didn't see that that was a big deal, which kind of confused me because what's the most important thing in a basketball game?
0: big shots. Yeah,
1: putting the ball in the <laughs> hole, right? Yeah. That's the main thing. And it just was like, I couldn't really see that that was happening. And, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd uh, coached over 3,000 games uh, at, at that point, and I just was seeing things on the court and seeing things that was going on that I was, I I finally came up with a a formula that I thought would work. And uh, in looking at all of that and looking at what was out there and looking at what I had experienced, um, I just decided to, um, number one, take and just get kids like I'd mentioned earlier and just do, you know, one-on-one, or semi-private, that kind of thing, Uh, and that was a decision I made because I wanted to be different. And then with all my coaching, I identified that there was some real problems out there. I call it it a basketball epidemic, and that basketball epidemic is that kids are one-dimensional by the time they get to high school. You know, kids are going to do what they're confident with. When they get on the court and they get under pressure, they're going to do what they're confident with. And if they're confident going to the hole, they're going to the hole. Yeah. If they're confident in shooting threes, they're going to be looking to shoot threes. And so they become one-dimensional. And so I decided uh, that I was going to do it in a way that we could help kids become multi dimensional. So there's basically four ways to score in a game. So back when we started, I thought, all right, let's work on the four ways of scoring in a game, right? So let's work on attacking the basket. Let's work on foul shooting. Let's work on the mid-range. Even though the mid-range is non-existent in the NBA today and some college teams, those teams get to recruit shooters. In high school, you have to develop kids. You, You can't be out there recruiting. So you have to develop kids. So there's a big difference between high school and uh, college or pro. And kids that have a mid-range game today, they're going to be the best players on the floor because they got more ways to score, right? So mid-range is important, and then shooting threes. So that was kind of what we came up with, and then we just started uh, working on different different. Uh, drills and different things we could put kids through, and and so that's kind of how it how it um, how it got started. And I got to say too that you know I I did a lot of this uh, with prayer yeah. and uh, trying to get inspiration of what to do because you know um, a lot of people want to take credit for whatever happens. I can't do that. Um, uh, I'll tell you what happened to me. Was that I was trying to figure out how to structure it as far as the kids coming, yeah. how often they should come, and what what they what the flow should be. And so I was I, I was really being prayerful about it, and I I went out to do some snow blowing, and you know snow blowing is kind of a mindless activity, Absolutely. right? So your mind can really <laughs> think and really ponder on things. So anyway, I was out doing some snow snow blowing, and. Uh, um, I heard in my in my mind. I heard, run it like piano lessons. There you go. And I went, ah, run it like piano lessons. That means you go practice. You go you go do a lesson with your teacher, and then you go home and practice for a week. Then you go back to your. So that's how our how we how we attacked training was doing one lesson a week and uh, then have given the kids workout sheets yeah. to go home and practice off of. So that's how that was born. And and we were just, you know, that's how it really got started. Yeah, so.
0: Um, so as far as where the program is now, how much has it changed from when it started to where it is now?
1: Yeah. You know, our uh, um, drills and our workouts, that kind of thing, um, have changed a lot you know because the game's changed Absolutely. so you got to be you got to be on the cutting edge yeah. of training and so we've made a lot of adjustments we haven't made adjustments to the four ways of scoring because that definitely hasn't changed right there's still four ways to score and there probably always will be four ways to score but the way that we approach those four ways to score has definitely changed we've we've updated updated our drills we've changed what we've done here there you know we're not the you know we're always open to uh, ideas and things that will help the kids get better so we've made a lot of changes in a lot of things as we've grown and you know it's kind of like anything else you get into it you know um, I believe in a saying that the cleanliness of theory is no match for the mess of reality So when you dive into something, you figure things out. You know, it's kind of like if you were to build an airplane in the air. You would be figuring out how to fill those holes pretty quick, right? And so it's kind of like with training, when we got into it, we just said, okay, let's just start. You know, you learn by doing. So let's just start. Where a lot of people want to sit back and theorize it, let's get into the mess of it. And if you get in the mess of it, then you can figure out as you go. And that's what's happened. We've just yeah. kept tweaking and tweaking and tweaking as we went. And I'm just so glad that we had the courage to just pull the trigger. Because that's the biggest problem with lots of people is they don't pull the trigger. Yeah. So. For
0: sure. And I think that's, that's a really important aspect too is that because um, a lot of trainers like we see this sometimes of kids that come to us after they've trained with somebody else or they're still training with somebody else who was like really, really good player in like the sixties or seventies has been coaching for years and years and years. Right. But they haven't changed their training at all. And so it's really important that we do like you are open to changing things and changing as the game adapts. Right. Because we're not just teaching the stuff we were taught. Right. We're teaching the stuff that the best players in the world are using and the best way to play. And that, may change, right? So um, question I just thought of, You started in 2008. 2013, 2014, Steph Curry kind of became Steph Curry, right? And now a lot of people are kind of blaming him for changing the game and ruining the game, some people think. Did you see that effect in training? Like did kids and parents want different things after kind of Steph Curry started being the man?
1: Well, I think the cool thing about Steph Curry – is number 1 he is a great shooter. Absolutely. That's you know, Ray great. Allen Ray Allen still owns the record of most threes made. Not for long. Not for long though. I mean, uh, within a year or so Steph's going to overtake that. And people thought no way anybody would be, beat Ray Allen's record, yep. right? And so when Steph came on and you know Ray Allen was maybe doing 160 to 170 threes a year or whatever that number was. And then Steph was doing four and 500 threes in a year. Yeah. You know, it was just insane what was going on there. But the thing about Steph is he's a complete shooter. He, he never came to complete shooter. You know, we never trained him, but he is what I would call a complete shooter because he, he's, got, he's got that three down. Absolutely. He also, you can see him go to the hole. Yeah. And Completely underrated in that aspect. As, Absolutely. And he can go to the hole and I love watching him go to the hole because one of the things he does that I think is so cool is that he always puts the ball high up on the backboard. He's usually above the box when that ball when that ball hits the board and uh, just a nice soft touch and that ball just finds its way in the hole, you know, and so he's so good at going to the hole and uh, foul shooting. He's a 90 plus percent foul shooter, right? And so he he he, def- and he has a he has a mid range. He's got floaters, I've, yeah. you know. He's good at a floater. He's he's got a great step back, you know, mid range type stuff, yeah. you know. So he is a complete shooter. Uh, his, his him knocking down the threes he knocked down definitely changed the game. Definitely changed the game. And you know, if you're a purist, a basketball purist. You don't really like what Steph Curry's done, but I'll tell you what: you see teams now. I mean, look at the Jazz—they're trying to put up fifty threes in a game. Yeah,
0: that's what you got to do to win. Now. Yeah,
1: I mean that's insane, right? So, so that three-point is, is just—you know—and that's where you know, like our company, Complete Shooter, is so important because you know we can help kids be that complete shooter. And one of those things that they can get good at is shooting threes. Right? So, and and I love that. I coach to have kids shoot the threes. Right? I tell kids, look, here's our game plan get the ball down the court and hurry and shoot before we make a turnover. Right? (laughs) That's one way to do it. And that sped the game up. And kids, look, they have the freedom to shoot. And, uh, you know, we went to Vegas and taken, you know, teams that can shoot and done just so well in Vegas because you got shooters. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, the game has
0: definitely changed. Um, We're going to have a, an episode on that later where we talk about how much has changed and youth basketball and stuff like that. But um, so who, I guess, as far as your training and the people you have trained, who was kind of your first, um, I guess, success story that kind of reaffirmed that, yes, this works. This is what I want to do.
1: Yeah, I think I think back on the probably the the person that kind of helped us um, uh, two people that I can pinpoint that helped us to uh, build our company. Um, as I was building Complete Shooter and getting Complete Shooter going, my youngest son Jake was uh, in love with basketball, and you played against Jake. You guys played on. Played on different teams. I don't think you ever played together. Never played together. Yeah, but I, I
0: remember playing against him.
1: Yeah, and he just he just loved the game, and he was a kind of kid that he'd be down playing video games, and then all of a sudden I'd see him run upstairs, and he'd say, "Dad, I got to get to the gym. Somebody out there is practicing, and I'm not, okay. right?" And so he he'd I'd take him to the gym, or he'd go outside and shoot on our court. You know, but he loved, he loved the game. He truly loved the game. And so we just, we just built it together. And he had so much success in high school. He was the third highest scorer in the state his senior year at uh, 25.5 points per game. Uh, he uh, had a lot of success. They took state. Uh, he was a 93.7% foul shooter. Uh, so the success that, that he, his personal success that he had, he was 3A MVP uh, the year before he was, uh, as a junior, he was first team All-State. And so those accolades that came along with his hard work, and that's the key, hard work before accolades, right? But he got all the accolades, and I always told him, you know, the accolades only come if you're on a team that wins. So before every game in high school, I'd say to him, "I'd say, Jake, what's the most important thing?" And he'd say, "Get the win, Dad. Get the win. Getting the win is more important than personal stats." And a lot of kids out there get that messed up. They think the personal stats are more important than the win, but the win is the most important thing. And so his his success um, when I started the, when I started the company and 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 that watched him, our, we really took off is what I'm trying to say. We really took off when people knew of his success, so they knew that that gave credibility to what we were doing. The second person that came along that kind of helped us launch to a different to another level was Kyle Collinsworth at BYU. Uh, Jake played uh, AAU ball for the same AAU club that Kyle played for. Kyle was older than Jake, but uh, they played for the same program. And the guy that ran that club, his name was John Palika. And uh, John called me on the phone, and he said, "Uh, Hey, Kirk, uh, do you think that you could help Kyle Collinsworth with his foul shooting? And I said, I know I could. There's no question. I know I could. And uh, and so I said, "Okay, I'm going to get you two together." So he called Kyle. Kyle agreed to it. Uh, Kyle and I talked, and he had me meet him. And I did my I did, I did a I did my first workout with Kyle, in the Marriott Center. That, that was that was like kind of like a dream, huh? Yeah, that was yeah. like such a big deal for me. You know, um, you know, we were probably training at that time. We were probably training, you know, maybe. 150 to 200 kids a week and so that was such a big such a big deal and uh, so went in there and and uh, uh, took him through all of our workouts and and one of the things that he struggled with a little bit was shooting so you know we created a four-week program called four weeks of the perfect jump shot so I took him through all of that and then he was a he was not a real good foul shooter uh, he was, and he was a go to the hole kid. Yeah. That was his go to move was go to the hole, and he, you know, he was a 51% foul shooter at BYU his his freshman and sophomore year. So at the end of the game, he told me, I don't even want to go to the yeah. foul line. I don't. I don't even want to. I, so I don't drive to the yeah. hole like I should. I remember watching and not wanting him to go yeah. to the free throw line. <laughs> you know. And that's how everybody felt. Yeah. And he knew it, and he felt it. And so we have a foul shooting system I put him through. And I'll never forget, after working with him all summer, uh, they went up to Utah State uh, to play Utah State at Utah State. And uh, I went up to the game to watch him. And, you know, the scattering report said, you know, if it's a close game, foul Kyle Collinsworth, right? And so they were fouling him. Well, that game, that game he went 10 for 10. He didn't miss one foul shot. And they won the game and, and it was because of the foul shooting. So I think that was another person. Kyle's a personal friend of mine. I love him. He's an awesome guy. And, you know, I gotta give credit to him for helping us to get to the next level. So I would say I would say those two individuals probably were the two that kinda helped us, you know, move on. And now we've had we've had so many, you know, so many. So so that would be that. I think that would be the answer to that question. Do you know how many people you've helped get to co- get to the college level? I was I was I was counted up the other day, and um, uh, before COVID hit, uh, we had thirty-two kids playing college ball currently. You know, from Division One to uh, you know Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA. Uh, junior college, you know, the whole the whole gamut. But there was thirty two kids. So I, I, I'm sure if I counted up all the kids and I need to do that, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's close to seventy five to eighty. Least, maybe yeah. could be more. So so it's been it's been fun and, and you know, we know a lot of college coaches over the years that we've got to know. So, you know, we, we can make calls and help place kids and, you know, do that kind of thing for kids that want to get to the next level. For sure,
0: for sure. And that kind of leads into this last question I want to ask. Before you get to that last question, um, just a couple of things for people who don't, this may be their first time hearing of Complete Shooter, learning about it. Um, Where is Complete Shooter located? So if people want to train with us, where could they go?
1: All right, so our website is completeshooter.com. And uh, we now have um, 23 gyms from Springville to Cache Valley that we train out of. Um, so we pretty much have a gym within 20 minutes of, of everybody from Springville to Cache Valley. So so they can just go to the website, you know, they my, the, uh, my email's on there, my, my cell phone's on there, and you can just give us a call and then we'll explain our program to you. Awesome, perfect. So this last question
0: is, um, so basketball training, is kind of relatively new if you think about like in the last 10, 20 years, right? As far as individual personal training for basketball, like a lot of times, like growing up, all, all I heard was just work hard, right? Go spend, Pistol Pete said he spend spending like eight hours a day playing basketball, right? And so a lot of parents I think as well are just like, well, we don't need the personal training. Just like, we're just gonna go to the gym for six, six hours a day, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it important for kids to have a personal trainer instead of just putting in time on their own?
1: Okay, that's a really good question. You know, there's it, it. it's about practice with a purpose. You know, a lot of kids will just go and just shoot threes. You know, that's all they do is shoot threes. Or they'll go and... I, I've never seen a kid go to the gym and then do a bunch of layups or do a bunch of attack in the basket you know they're they're mostly mostly shooting threes and then getting with kids and playing you know some games or whatever um, but the, the important thing is to have uh, is, to, is to have a purpose what is your purpose uh, number one what kind of player do you want to be and if you want to be if you want to reach and become your very best and be one of those go-to players Go to kids now. In my opinion, the best teams are the teams that have, you know, six, seven, eight go to kids, right? Because if you have one kid on the team that's a high scorer, then everybody he gets a lot of attention, and then the other kids don't step up a lot of times, and then that team doesn't win, even though they might have the best player in the state on their team, right? So it's about developing. bunch of go-to kids so if you want to be one of those go-to kids then you know you got to have you got to have a purpose when you go when you go to the gym what you're going to work on and that's one of the cool things about what we do is that you know that inspiration that i got about piano lessons is really what we do you know you come take a lesson with us and then you go home and you practice you you go do some individual workouts. Our individual workouts, if you go hard and go game speed, will take you an hour and ten to an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, I'll never forget. I'll, I'll I'll throw this in here. I'll never forget that uh, I went to California uh, to watch Jake play in a AU tournament, and this dad came up to me and he was just steaming mad. He said to me, he said, you're a shooting coach, right? And I said, yeah. He said, I don't understand something. I don't understand something. I said, well, what, do you, what don't you understand? He said, well, my kid goes to the gym, and he shoots until he makes 500 shots. And he shoots out of a shoot away, and so he's got 500. To he shoots, and it, I said, well, how long is that taking? He said, well, that takes him anywhere from two to two and a half hours. And, and then he comes down here and playing in an AU, and he's not making a thing. So what in the heck is the problem? I said, well, the problem is this. He's not practicing at game speed. He's practicing at practice speed. And when you get into high school, the high school game is sped up. But when you get to AU, it's even at another level sped up. And so all of a sudden your shot is sped up. And because of that, he's missing all the shots because he practices at practice speed. So when you work out, you gotta work out at game speed. So if you if you do our workouts, it's gonna take an hour and ten, hour and fifteen minutes, and you're gonna be sweating when you're done. You know, because you're gonna go game speed. So I think little tidbits, you know, I think these are golden nuggets that we're talking about, right? And I really think that these golden nuggets of practicing at game speed, uh, you're not going to get on your own. And if you have a if you have a a good if you have a good shooting coach and a good trainer, and he puts you on a plan, now you can now you can now you can develop. You can see your improvement. Uh, you know we have systems in place that kids. You know a lot of kids will go do a workout with somebody, but there's no. There's no um, gauge that tells them, am I getting better? No measurement, right? You know, measurement, yeah. that's the word to say. There's no measurement of, am, am I getting better? And, uh, you know, uh, we have a system in place that shows you week after week yeah. if you're getting better. And if you, that measurement measures if you've done your workouts. Because if you didn't do your workouts, you're going to come work out with us and you're gonna have a lower score, yeah. right? And then we can say to you, how many workouts did you do? Well, I didn't do any. Well, that's why your score's low. Or you go home and you do a bunch of workouts. You come back, work with us and you get a high score, maybe the highest score you ever got, yeah. right? And so we have a system in place that measures kids and a lot of places don't, you know, they don't do that. Yeah. So that, that's a key, but, but I just think, you know, having practicing with a purpose uh, is the main thing. And uh, and then working on the four ways of scoring, so that you can be multi-dimensional, not one-dimensional. Absolutely. So I think that's a perfect
0: answer. And um, really, like you said earlier, like our, our goal is to help kids, right? I mean, we're not here to get famous. Uh, we just want to help kids get better. We
1: want kids to be be famous. Exactly. exactly. We're in the hero-making business. There you go. We want to make heroes out of kids. Yeah. So in the end, it's hard work
0: that'll get them there, but we can help get them even farther. And so that's our goal. And, um, like you said, these are little nice little nuggets of information. And so that's really what this whole podcast is going to be about is kind of giving you these nuggets of information so that, um, you players out there, you can know how to get better and to practice better and practice with a better purpose and parents so you can know how to help your kids do that. And so that's what we want to do with this podcast. Um, and we're going to go over a bunch of stuff, how to choose the right AAU team, how to build an off-season plan, how to find a college to play at. We're going to go over a bunch of stuff. So we really want you to, to stay tuned and kind of listen as much as you can because there's going to be a lot of really, really good
1: stuff on here. Jesse, I'd like to add to what you just said, and that is I, I think it's important that we become a team as trainers, parents. And kids, you know, we got that triangle of of uh, of working together, because no kid is going to be great unless he's he's got getting great instruction, right? And he's also not going to be great if he doesn't have parent support, right? And parent understanding. And we've we this isn't our first rodeo, you know. I had six kids that came through the system. You know, all of my kids I learned something from, and so my youngest kid benefited from all the mistakes I made with the older kids. You know, he was able to stand on the shoulders of those who came before him so that he could get better. And that's what we've done. Now we've trained thousands of kids, seen thousands of situations, so now we can really help parents so they don't make the same mistakes that we made. So it's really important to have parent involvement and that, and we're encouraging that in a big way. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that is complete
0: shooter. Um, that was Kirk miles. He's the founder of complete shooter. Um, I'm Jesse Armistead. I'm a trainer as well. And so that's kind of a rundown of who we are um, and who we want to be. And most of all, how we want to help kids get to who they want to be and achieve their basketball dreams. So you heard it from Kirk earlier, complete has, his phone number, his email, if you want to contact us, learn more about what we do um, and how we can help um, you as a player or help your kids get better. And um, remember to follow our podcast on Spotify so that you can be updated and, and keep hearing these this really, really good stuff. So um, that's it for today. Next, um, next time we're going to talk about building an off-season plan now that the season's just over. Um, and we'll talk a little bit next time um, about... We had, what was it, 24 kids playing in state championships in this yep. last last tournament in Utah. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. And now the season's over, how you want to build your offseason plan and the best way to get ready for the next season, whether you made it and you want to be better or you missed cuts and you want to make the team. So stay tuned for
1: that. Um, we're really excited to get this going. And that's it. Any last words, Kirk? Just thanks. I, 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 just, I just am excited about doing this because I think it can um, – not you know it's going to help complete shooter of course, but uh, I think it will help parents, kids, and get the information that they need, and uh, so that they can they can help their kids become the best that they can be. And and so I'm excited about being able to uh, get these get the get the word out there as far as basketball training and what to do. So it's been good to do this. And Jesse, thanks for thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening
0: to this episode of the Complete Shooter podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and Instagram to receive notifications of our upcoming episodes. As always, you can visit our website at completeshooter.com to learn more about our training program. If you're ready to sign up or have any other questions, feel free to give us a call.